We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast, a show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth, Madison Hadler, and today I have a very, very special guest. And honestly, it kind of goes with what's been going on this whole entire week with the VMAs, the Met Gala, just fancy galas, fancy event spaces. And I have the owner of the Black Box Theater in Kansas City, which is a theater, an an inside theater, and also an outdoor theater space. Um, I saw a show there with our lovely Blue Falls Indigo singer, Michaela Scott, but also all of Blue Falls Indigo is there. She's been on the podcast before, and she had a show at the Black Box. And so that's how I got connected. I posted a story of them, and Heidi Van, the owner and founder of the Black Box, reached out to me and was like, oh, I would love to be on your podcast. And now here we are having her on our podcast. So it just really goes in the theater gala nonprofit space that's been going on this week, an artist space, I guess, with the VMAs. And we talk about um, her writing her own shows, producing her own shows, her theater company, and then Black Box as a whole and how it got to be what it is now. And it is so cool. And it really brought out the theater nerd in me talking to her because if you don't know, I did theater all growing up, just not in college. And I'm I'm a theater nerd and I'm a not afraid to say that I'm a theater kid. So it was really fun to be able to talk to her about owning the black box and what it's looked like. And I really hope that you guys enjoy. And if you're in Kansas City, come check out the black box with me. I'm going to be going to their Rocky Horror Picture Show and a couple of other shows that she mentioned throughout the episode. So I hope you guys enjoy listening about theater and being a small business owner. pronouns are she, her, hers. <laughs> and um, I own a venue in the West Bottoms called The Black Box and a theater company called Fish Tank Theater. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is why you're on today because we're going to talk all about The Black Box and everything. Um, yeah. So can you explain for the people who don't totally know what it is, what is The Black Box? Well, The Black Box is a live performance venue in the West Bottoms. It started because I'm a, I'm a theater kid. I'm a theater human. Um, and I had a theater in the crossroads for 10 years. And as the crossroads changed and people who owned buildings who would house us sort of artists decided to sell them, we became displaced. And so um, my goal was to create 
a theater for the people, a theater for the scrappy upstarts, a theater for the independent theater companies. And that's a black box, which a black box is a malleable theater space that you can reconfigure. And so um, that's what the black box is. It's a performance space, it's a theater. But during COVID, um, we pivoted to be an outside concert venue. So yeah. now we're an outside music venue because we have a beautiful fenced in backyard. We have a liquor license. So we've, we're like very junkyard chic music venue in the West Bottoms. <laughs> so you didn't have outdoor venues until COVID hit? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Like I, I wanted to, because I, I liked this property because it had this cool fenced in back area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that's like, oh, that'll be phase like 47. Like we need to get the indoor space done first. But yeah, last summer it's like, well, that's the only way that we're going to survive. So that's what we did is we built a stage and it's beautiful. And every weekend we, and every weekend day, like we lug out our sound gear and our light gear. And it's like, we produce a festival like every day, Thursday through Sunday. So, but I mean, we're, we're theater people. We, we have all the assets, we have the work ethic. So like, um, we know, and we know how to produce. So yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So did you have your liquor license before, or did you get that during COVID too? We got it during COVID. I mean, okay. I have been working on getting it for mm-hmm. three years because there's just a lot of things I didn't know when I got this raw space, like what yeah. it would take to do that. So like last fall, we totally functioned without it, which was very hard because we just, you know, sold tickets to the events. But um, April 1st this year, we got our liquor license and that was a completely new ball game for yeah. us. So that's exciting. So, it was my goal to have that kind of like be the lobby of the theater too. Like, cause oh, it's so cool. And we like, it's surrounded by shipping containers and mm-hmm. usually we put our bar out there anyway. Um, but our bar was made to go inside, but during COVID it just, it, it's outside. So you said that you also own um, a theater company. Fish Tank Theater is the nonprofit theater company that I run. And that's like what I started in the crossroads in 2009 when I pivoted to open the black box like I wanted to have a venue that had had kind of like a general name so that other theater companies could use it but fish tank theater you know is kind of is is a brainchild of mine and um it's for original work it's to nurture the development of new work where typically do things that are a little outrageous and outside the box a lot of times it might be my own devised material for the longest time like the fish tank theater has been like me so it's very like female centric on the point of view or or like the issues that like uh, you know I feel that are important or relevant like Mm -hmm. I try to find the work that presents that represent that and like put that out onto the stage and that's like my pleasure and like my privilege to be able to do that to find since I became a mom a lot of the stories are about like mothering or daughters or like rights of daughters that I didn't realize would be compromised until I became a mother and like actually thought about things like that. So it's, it's pretty, I mean, it has been focused towards that. The show that I'm producing now, like, is it, it's, um, yeah. actually a rap version of the comedy of errors of a Shakespeare play. So that is oh, okay. like, that's just like purely like, let's get Shakespeare let's- to the masses in a completely new form. So yeah. like, so that's very different. So it can also be things like that that are like yeah. ah, this is fun and exciting but the other things that we have coming up are um in the new year there's one called collective rage it's crazy it's crazy but like I read it and I'm like yeah like I have to have produce to do- this like, I have to do this um 
And then another one is called uh, Old Stock, A Refugee Love Story, which is a, a, a klezmer musical I found about um, written by this Canadian playwright whose grandparents met in line to immigrate into Canada from Romania oh. in the early 1900s. So I was like, that's really cool. Like, it's an interesting immigration story. Yeah. Fused with like this klezmer jazz band. But just like with that, with the, with my nonprofit company, it's it's kind of like to bridge this conversation between, like it, within humanity. Like, mm-hmm. let's just talk about being human. Yeah. And like maybe this is something that you're not uh, familiar with or, or that's different from what you know, but like come and experience it and let's, and, and listen and partake. And, and, you know, you can leave with the same opinion you came with, or you can leave with a different opinion, but just like absorb the conversation. One of the things with theater is like a lot of times, especially with like activist theater or, which now a lot of theater seems to be like activism based, which I I totally subscribe to because it is a loud voice, but it's a lot of times you're preaching to the choir. So to, to be able to present something like that other people will find that interest in to come in and be like, and understand like for instance on immigration like where we we all came from somewhere yeah um and that story is not different from our story and so as we look at what's happening now like be gracious be welcoming like understand where people are coming from be human yeah. and come with love so that's what i love about about theater is it's a, and and it's like i was also a history and political science major so oh. I was political science. Yeah. So the way that these stories, like, you know, stories are told in art comes from like this just combination of like Mm -hmm. culture and time and space. And like art just doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from an explosion of things happening. And so that's why I love theater because it's a little bit ethnographic and a little bit like, you know, like in your face, like this is real life and this is what's happening. Yeah. And it comes across in like an entertaining way. So people are more apt to listen and receive the information. So it's Uh like, okay, we're going to tell you this story and have you, Mm -hmm. you know, follow along, fall in love with the characters. But there's also Mm -hmm. this underlying theme of like immigration or feminism or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. So yeah. So I started the Black Box in 2018. That's when I acquired the space and started like working on it. And our first, like the Black Box opened, uh, like it's a a show with like air conditioning and all the bells and whistles (laughs) in like uh, September of 2019. Okay. And so, and then in, you know, March of 2020, March 15th, 2020, I shut it down because yeah. it was just like too scary to mm-hmm. have so many people in that, that confined of space. And and I had just been, I went to New York the week before to see a show that I wanted to see. And it was kind of like, is this happening? Is this a thing? Yeah. But when I, I came home on Sunday and on Tuesday, Broadway was done. Like I saw yeah. the only Saturday preview of company. And so it was like, wow. And then I had just like panics for the next, mm-hmm. you know, couple yeah, days. And it was like, I have to close the venue. Like we had a rental company in there and I'm like, I'm so sorry, but yeah. I don't feel like a good steward of like public health by keeping this venue open. So mm-hmm. for the black box does like, can anyone, any theater company perform a show there or is it mainly just the fish theater company or no, it, 
any theater company can like on our website black box kc there's a booking form that like anyone can fill out um and that's just like a first point of contact to be like hey i'm interested in performing mm -hmm. this is what i'm interested in performing in and then we'll get back to you and just we'll start talking to you about like you know what that involves technically or, or like what what people want to do like we want to be a stage for the people and especially because we're outside and yeah. like people feel safe doing that as we go inside in the winter. I mean, we don't really know. We like, that's, we don't know what that's going to entail. We don't yeah. know how successful that will be or, or even what, because we haven't done it yet. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to try to stay outside as long as possible. And our main priority is keeping artists safe and mm -hmm. like our patrons feeling safe. I don't oh, know. I mean, like oh, we have sure. things planned, we have things planned to go inside it, and it's hard like as a producer because it may be a limited capacity. So it's like, you know, maybe 40 people can go inside and, yeah. and that's, that's okay. But maybe we'll be able to stream that. So, you know, we're, we're still trying oh. to find the ways to make it, um, be able to get to our our patrons and our fans who who want to have a live theater experience but may not be comfortable going out and and may not be vaccinated like we're requiring you know all of our staff and actors and performers technicians and guests to be vaccinated mm -hmm. and if that's not possible for people like we still want to be able to make it accessible that's and yeah. that is that's just something like the entire industry has been working on and it's it's hard it's not as easy as like Oh, I can record this because like literally everything is copyrighted. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a harder feat than, than people know that it is, but we still want to make that effort to get, to get things to people. Yeah, no, it's been very scary. It's yeah. been very scary because like, you know, the black box is not just like my dream. It's a lot of people who's working with me. It's like our dream, like having a venue, like is that everybody wants to have a space mm -hmm. because like space gives you freedom or it gives you autonomy it gives you an opportunity more than anything um and so I have an amazing team like another theater company in the crossroads the living room like their space their they their lease wasn't renewed on their space so like they needed a home so like that proprietor of that business Rusty also works with me so he's the production manager like all of our skill sets that we now that now work at the black box like they all are in uh you know harmony with each other because yeah. we were all doing it individually but now we're committed to making this space like that thing that um you know that's not exclusive to like yeah. the fish tank theater or the living room theater but like we have pageant productions in there and we've had forge theater in there so like we're looking forward to having um you know all the, all the different companies when they get back on their feet because yeah. it's been hard like usually you know you make money by by producing content but it but we haven't been able these small companies yeah. haven't been able to have shows yeah. exactly our industry so, is hard yeah yeah mm -hmm. so how many people do you have working like for the black box like for you like hiring um, yeah so we have oh gosh <laughs> i mean we might have a, a group of eight to ten okay um you know, we, there's a booking manager, there's a production manager, I'm the general manager. Mm -hmm. um, we have some technical directors. We have like people who help manage uh, the facility and that it, like, that we have sufficient electrics. We have a house manager, um, some bartenders. Okay. So, and then we've, we've started to get people to just come and uh, set up the outdoor stage mm -hmm. system. So we've, we've gotten up to about like eight people, but they're all contracted. Yeah. <laughs> 
So before, <laughs> did you guys have concerts like inside or was it strictly just like performance, like theater performances? And We had theater performance and some people did. Like we, we did have some con- like some more intimate concerts okay. inside. Like Car- Calvin Arsenia had been in there. Um, Tim Hart had been in there, but most things were like, we had some dance things in there, but most things, I mean, we intended to have a theater, yeah, which is like, (laughs) (laughs) and the world said, so actually, (laughs) yeah, so actually, and like the hard thing, but like, not even just so actually, but just like even the union, it's like, oh, you can't talk to people Mm. because you're spitting aerosol spray (laughs) at people. So like concerts were easier because it's like, I'm facing this way and uh-huh. like we can cover up the microphone and you can replace that cover. But like, as we go back to theater, um, like our, our cast in the upcoming show is fully vaccinated. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like that, that, that yeah. that's where we're starting, yeah. you know? And um, it's still, it's still interesting. And sometimes you think about it and sometimes you you forget like, oh, there's, there's this whole thing going on uh-huh. because- for our business, like, especially for live theater and for those of us who are part of the union, like, it's just been a long road to be able mm-hmm. to get back to work. And, you know, we've been paying dues and we haven't been receiving stuff. So it's just like, it's kind of like, what is helping us? And what is like, and yeah. there wasn't a plan. Uh, how do we keep yeah. everyone safe and also make yeah. sure that we're still making our money and making it like just being, being a business and surviving and like, you know, contributing to the city, which like the living room and the fish tank and Rusty and I and, and Katie, our booking manager, we were all a part of, we're all part of this, this art scene. Mm-hmm. And like, that's all we know how to do. It's what we've yeah. been doing for 20 years. So it's just kind of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, what, are, what are we going to do? <laughs> <we> get back? <laughs> so where did you go to college? First of all? Okay. I went to college in, at St. Mary College in Leavenworth, Kansas, because okay. I, they told me like, I got to play volleyball there. So like, okay. I loved playing volleyball, but I'm not tall. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm only five, four in the program. It said I was five, eight, but I was like, so like, Oh my God, I want to play volleyball. Um, so I went there and it's a small liberal arts college, like 45 minutes from here. Yeah. Right. And, um, but it was really accessible to also do theater mm-hmm. and to do music and so that was cool so yeah. like I, I did volleyball and then I'm like but I also want to do this and I also want to do that um so that's where really the theater bug hit me and that's where I met Katie Gilcrest, who's one of my you know partners in crime yeah. at the black box like I met her when I was 17 years old and she was she played soccer there I did volleyball. She's an actress and she, she does our booking and, you know, she performs everywhere. Yeah. It was, it's always been like our dream to like have the super venue. So I went yeah. to senior college. I studied, I went there to study history and poli sci. Cause yes. I was like, you know, theaters and all that. Like it yeah. just wasn't in my mind, mm-hmm. but that was something you could do. Um, but then I got like, you know, I learned that like, no, it is something I can do. Like yeah. I learned about theater management and I learned about, you know, those things that are different than just being an actor, but like yeah. about managing a company or like, what's the purpose of theater? And like, how do you have a mission? Like mm-hmm. when you understand that, it's just like creating any other business. Yeah. So um, that place like really made me understand community and like missions and management. And then after that, I went to a school called the Del Arte School of Physical Theater, which 
um, was about generating new material. And that was more about me as an artist. Okay. So where I learned um, how to generate new material, like the things that are in my head are like totally viable things to make plays out of. And that really taught me like the business of being an individual artist. So uh-huh. like I came home and I, I started creating content that was like, I'm doing a little pop-up. It's not what we call them. Like <laughs> back then we would just like perform at a bunch of people's benefits. So like people would do, that's how we would raise money instead of like okay. GoFundMe or whatever we'd have benefits at a bar, like uh-huh. and people would come. And so, I mean, people do that now, but that like, this was before yeah. <laughs> social media. So it's like, so the way you, people got to know you is by you, they'd ask you to perform at their benefit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I'll do that or I'll do that. And that's how we met a bunch of industry people and like you help them and then they help you and, you know, you staple posters on a telephone pole and theater word of mouth. So Del Arte taught me how to, you know, be like I am my own artist Mm -hmm. and I'm not competing with other people I'm Heidi yeah and this is what Heidi has to offer and and it gave me that like sense of like if you know if I don't get this job or if I it's not it doesn't have anything to do with me personally Mm -hmm. it's just like interviewing for a job so it gave me a really healthy outlook on on going into the industry but also that option that if I'm not working to make my own work I mean that's what Del Arte literally taught you Mm -hmm. if you're not working make your own work. So I did that. That's really cool. So how (laughs) many, so I guess you probably don't have a total number, but how many like productions have you made yourself? Like you written? Oh my God. A lot, like a lot. lot, And some of them are silly and like that. I don't even want to remember, but like, (laughs) they're just part, like, you know, part of that process because I started doing that in like 2002, you know, like when I got done with school. And so like the first, like, um, you know, I first big thing I did was called the Capella Project, a clown ballet. And that was like the first time I did the Kansas City Fringe. And that really, that was in 2008. And that really helped like the other people in town know that I'm here and I devise theater, which is now a word that people use a lot. Like I devise, which just means you make up stuff with other okay. people. And that's what, like, I went to school for ensemble theater, which is basically making stuff up with other people. <laughs> Through that, you find your, mm-hmm. your group of people that you're like, we know how to talk to each other. And we know how to shut each other down and we know how to tell each other no. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And it's not personal because like you learn that your ideas aren't like precious yeah. <laughs> tiny fetuses. Like, you know, sometimes they, sometimes you're like, I have to put you over here. You know, I mean, I have all yeah. sorts of ideas that are oh. over there and they're not dead. They're, they're just dead. over there. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll just take a break on that for a little bit. Yeah. Like one day I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm ready for you. you yeah. Know? So yeah. Cause there's always time to be developed right away. Like you have to right. take some space yeah. from it most of the time. And yeah. Like in most of the time, it's kind of like choose your own adventure. Like when you start working on something, mm-hmm. you know, unless you have a full arc of an idea, I usually don't, you know, <laughs> because I like to be like, and what happens now? And what happens now? Like, once you find it, you know, it's like, there's that, it's like, oh, if we took this road, we might not end up there. So it's like, that's such a great story. Like, let's go back to that story. It, you know, I, I get to work with this university coming up on this idea I've had for like years on creating a, a children's piece about Ace, like using the Aesop's fables, which I've like wanted to do forever. Yeah. And, like using Commedia uh-huh. dell'arte, which is masks and Aesop's fables. And like all of a sudden this opportunity came to me. I'm like, oh my God, like I've been, I've had this Waiting. idea forever. Yeah. Like, thank, yes, like I know how to do this. So, 
you know, it's just, it's fun because it just come, it, it'll come when it's time for yeah. it to come and, and just being patient. And, and there are definitely dry spells of like when nothing happens, but that's like when you like, I don't know how you started your podcast, but it's just like, you know what, like when things happen and like there's space, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this thing that I always wanted to do. So yeah. like, I'm going to fill this time with this. And like, it's just that sort of like putting, putting it together and yeah. like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it just kind of all falls into place. And then you're like, well, mm-hmm. now I'm doing this, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I think about when I used to be in the crossroads, I mean, I was at 1715 Wyandotte in the crossroads. Mm-hmm. So like right around from where YJ's was for so long. And yeah. like that to me, like that was the epicenter of the world, you know, uh-huh. it was like the eye of the hurricane every first Friday, like you know, there's always people there. Mm. It was just like such an energy to work there. And so I couldn't even fathom not being there anymore. Like that, that was a big lesson for me to learn that Mm. like that your reputation and your work and your business doesn't have to be defined by its physical location because it's, it's actually defined by the people and the energy. Mm. I like, I mean, I had a crisis. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you had been doing it for years Mm. there. So all of a sudden it's like uprooted and you're like, what do I do? And now when I drive through it, my theater space Uh up and down, I had downstairs and upstairs is now like a two-story bridal shop. It's insane. It's insane to even, to even think about, but I'm I'm happy that I was there. Like Mm. I, I will never forget like the nostalgia I mean, I used to do plays in a little storefront window and people would sit in the street like on first Fridays and that's, and it was just renegade. Yeah. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we it, didn't was like, know we were doing. it was probably not street legal, but like we did it and it was like, oh my gosh, we were so young and just doing stuff. But, um, you know, now it's it, like, you know, we have this space and it's like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, like, should we know what we're doing? And, and we try, we, you know, like we just learn from our experience and yeah. Does anyone they want to be know better. what they're doing? I don't think so. I think COVID showed us that like, literally, like, I mean, like nobody has anything under control. Yeah. So it's us. It's like this, it's like the independent business owners that like want, that are like, we have to survive or else we will lose everything. Like mm-hmm. we're like, we're doing this. Yeah. And this is how we're doing this. And, you know, you can write bad reviews on our stuff. But like, we're, we're just trying to survive yeah. and like not kill people. Everything, everything is to be evaluated mm-hmm. because nobody, that's what we've learned. Like our whole industry, you know, like I said, theater, mm-hmm. like nobody was open. The rep wasn't open. We're not open. Like the whole, the two ends of the spectrum because nobody knew how to do it. do it. Yeah. And so we were like, well, we we're going outside. When was your first like concert outside? It was a year ago right now. It was about like, it was the beginning of September. Um, Yeah. A year ago, we did a pilot um, kind of like of our whole protocol. And it was like, and the feedback we got were like, you guys, this is way too cautious. Like we had staggered seating. I mean, some people were there for like an hour before the show even started. So like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were, we were like too 
cautious if that's a thing. Um, But that's the feedback we got from our, like it was the first things we did were invite only. Mm -hmm. We were like, you can enter at 6.30, you can enter at seven, you can enter at 7.30. The show starts at eight. Yeah, the people get there at 6.30 or like waiting for, you know, like we just, we didn't know. We were just trying to be safe. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we like, because after that we had a Q and A with our audience and they're like, "Uh, we love you, but we've been here forever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. And so we just tried things and we're like, okay, we don't have to, we, we don't have to worry about that. If we, if something happens and like one of us who works there, like our venue is shut down for like two weeks, you know, like that's, and that's, detrimental to yeah. our business you know well, and especially like if <laughs> so. the artists or the performers are being required to be vaccinated like mm-hmm. you should be worried about keeping them safe too like it's yeah artists and patrons and our staff is is I mean just people mm-hmm. like we're you know just having people being you know safe is is very important to us and like you know like I said I have I have children so I am very aware of like what I bring home. So I wanted to ask you what has been your favorite show that you've put on, whether you've written it or you've just seen Mm -hmm. it, whatever, what has been your favorite thing that you've had at black box at the black box. I was so excited last well, February of 2020, I produced this show called shows for days. And it was a play that I saw in New York in 2015. Um, with Patty Lapone and like, you know, it yeah. was, and it was about this, um, this playwright, Douglas Carter Bean wrote it, but it was about his, it was like kind of fiction, nonfiction about his introduction into the theater where he stumbled upon this community theater in a suburb of Pennsylvania and how he fell in love with theater. Mm-hmm. And I knew that when I opened the black box, like that was going to be the first show that fish tank theater produced because it was all about like, why we why do this, do like it? why we do this crazy thing called the theater. Like it's <laughs> silly and it's bizarre. It's hard and it's crazy. Um, but it's about just like bringing people together and bringing conversations together and like all these crazy characters in the same room experiencing, you know, thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And so I got to, I, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it went up in February of 2020 and I got to complete the whole run. Like, awesome. so like I did, right like before. I said, was the event right before. So like I got to do the whole thing and, and it was the playwrights like love letter to theater. And for mm-hmm. me and for, and for people, you know, and people who love theater, like just watching it, you're just like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Like these are the trials and tribulations of like uh-huh. doing the thing. Um, so at the black box, because I haven't done much there besides mm-hmm. it being like the black yeah. box being is like something that I'm in awe of every yeah. day because, because from where it started to where it is now it, it, and to the support I have of the staff and the people like is crazy being like, I'm going to rent out this West Bottoms garage and make a theater, make a theater. You know? <laughs> you know, and then the world turned upside down. And then like my friend had to move out of his building and then like, I'm so grateful he moved into mine and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh. So just the fact that it exists and we, and we've created this community to work together. That is also a dream. And to be able to, at some point be like, wow, this is all of our only jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the, as, as we get, you know, as it gets 
I mean, it's really busy now, Mm -hmm. but as we get busier and as we become more established, the fact that like I can provide a a, a living for them with this business will be the, the most amazing thing I've ever done Yeah, is to be like, is like, we did it. Like we created an ecosystem for art that that like sustains the art and sustains us as human beings and that is like that's insane to actually think about well especially to be like, because that's, that's you, happening yeah mm-hmm. especially because you were talking about in college like you're like I'm not gonna major in theater because there's nothing come of that you know all that yeah. stuff and here yeah. you are you're like living mm-hmm. that truth you're like well actually yeah. I'm gonna figure it I out mean, and I'm gonna yeah. do it. letters like at the coterie there's this letter in the bathroom that this kid wrote that's like Thank you so much for coming to career day, but I know that theater is not a viable career option. And like, it's our job to be like, that is not true. Yeah. Like, like running a theater is like, it, it, it's running any other business. Like yeah. it, it, it's mon- it's business, it's money. It's like making a budget. It's working well with other people. Like you work with visual artists, you work with musicians, you work with, it's like the most collaborative art form you could possibly imagine, Yeah, you know, besides film. But like, th- that's like the thing. It's like, don't think that we're just like theater nerds theater because nerds. like we're, we're like the most innovative humans in the world like we make things out of nothing out of nothing and like light and sound and bodies and people always forget (laughs) yeah people always forget how much theater is so influential in like daily life yeah I've got this really amazing show coming up that I'm directing at the unicorn called dance nation and that opens in December okay and okay dance nation is about 11 to 14 year old dance troupe, but it's not played by 11 to 14 year olds. It's, it's played by like women throughout the ages. Like it's, it's okay. not, but it's, it's kind of about like girls on the precipice of like girl and, and womanhood. Okay. And you get to, and then sometimes they have these like direct addresses to the audience where they are their adult self, but mm-hmm. you see like, but they're rooted in this play Ooh. where there are these little girls. So it's kind of like the, the playwright said, it's like this ghost story yeah. where you see the wom- the women that they become and like the, the girls that they are in this like environment that's like highly sexualized and competitive mm-hmm. where they're, where like you think that they should be competing against each other, but like nobody ever teaches people to be like, hey, it's okay if you win and yeah. I don't win. So it's like, it's like this really cool, it's this really cool play and I'm so grateful to be directing it because it's physical and it's, it's absurd and surreal, mm-hmm. but it'll be at the unicorn theater. Um, I think December four, whatever the first Saturday in December is, and it runs for like three weeks at the unicorn, but it's going to, cool. it's that, that will be, that's a hot play. I think it's, I think it's fun to, to have these points of view um, that quite frankly, like men don't have a, part of and Mm -hmm. it's like I I don't apologize that this isn't about you because like historically everything's everything's about about you so like like this is like I get to call these shots and that's what's fun for me yeah like and that's what like you know and if you create your own theater company that's what you get to do yeah that's that's I'm the creative artistic director so it's like this is the story that I want to tell and Uh I will assemble the people together to tell the story um as long as like somebody else isn't doing it but like that's 
I love that. Like, yeah. I, I freaking love that. So. so do people like for like the unicorn theater, do people reach out to you to direct or do you normally apply? How does that process kind of work? Um, well, the unicorn reached out to me to direct. Okay. Um, and I'm so grateful. Like I, you know, the unicorn is one of those theaters that, you know, when you graduate from college or like even in college, I would come to Kansas city to watch shows at the unicorn. Mm-hmm. I'd always want to be there. And in, um, 2017, I was directing this play called Dry Land. But during that, where I'm like, I'm fighting the fight. I got this email from the unicorn that's like, hey, we want you to direct this show next year. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was just like weeping because it was, it's like, I have been, I've been doing this work, like trying to, you know, producing Mm -hmm. and directing these plays that sometimes people come to, sometimes they don't. no matter what, it still costs you all that money to do it, even if no yeah. one comes. Like that sucks. Um, but then to get that opportunity to just to get the validation to be validation, like, yeah, I was like, gonna say that would just yeah, be so like, validating. It, it was really cool. So like I've been doing one a year there, and and primarily, I direct the all female cast of the plays, mm-hmm. which is like super fun. And then like I directed the Coterie, which is another oh, place nice. that I worked at as a mm-hmm. young actor, like in my twenties, and then. Um, so I, I'm, I'll be directing Pete the Cat Ooh, there fun. Okay. in spring. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be fun. But then at the, you know, at the Black Box, I, I, I general manager and then for Fishing Gun producer. So I like to, I like to produce. Yeah. Uh, so the and give and and like hire other directors because it's just I want to I want to do my one job like super efficiently. Yeah. No, <laughs> and I want to show too thin. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. So like that's, that's my pleasure to do that. And, and to give, you know, like, cause I'm, I, I want to hear new voices. I want to get new perspectives. Like that's the only way that this industry is going to sustain is just by like yeah. new evolution and new people. And like, you know, yeah. nobody knows what they're well, doing. Being able so, to watch but, it, yeah. being able to watch other directors direct, like I'm sure just mm-hmm. expands your knowledge yeah. of like, Oh, I for sure about doing it kind of like that yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for like the actors and everything like that, are they like professional actors most of the time or are they just kind of like community members who audition? How does that kind of go? Yeah, for the fish tank, professional actors, like uh, we'll either have auditions or callbacks or or I'll reach out individually and, and like offer them a part mm-hmm. and they're paid. Um, and then like the unicorn, this production is a co-production. So it's actually with graduate students from UMKC plus okay. professional actors from the area. So there's like some professional actors from Kansas city, Vanessa Severo, who's the most amazing and my best friend. So she's in dance nation and it's always fun. It's always fun. Like I met her doing a show and then like, I'm so excited to get to be able to direct. Yeah. That's so yeah. fun. And, and such a silly, fun show too. So like ev- everything's just elevated when she's in it. So it's, yeah. it's, it's super exciting. So yeah, um, I do a lot of scouting though. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love casting and I love like seeing people and, and casting them. Like that is so fun. And that's yeah. not like an industry that really exists in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But like everybody who's an artistic director of a theater company, like you're essentially the casting director. So um, you either, you know, have an audition, but like most often since the town is like, you know, kind of small yeah. and you see all the productions that go on, mm-hmm. you know, you find the right pieces to put in puzzle and that it's so fun and it's yeah. fun finding new people. It's like, 
it's it's awesome and it's when you're really able cool. to kind of like pair the person with the right part you're like oh yeah 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 or, and if nobody knows who they are and you get yeah. to introduce a new person like that's the best yeah when you're just like yeah I found them and there they are here like, you go <laughs> yeah like I I love that I love yeah. that like seeing people just soar like yeah. start their career and soar so that's exciting that's mm-hmm. so awesome and especially mm-hmm. like Kansas City being a little smaller like that community I mean being able to work with one of your best friends in the same production and like I know being like able to go around and like see the people and be like oh hey like I have this production coming up maybe you could be yeah. a part of it like that's mm-hmm. so fun yeah no we're working like I just I, before this, I had lunch with one of my friends, mm-hmm. Francie, who is an amazing acting teacher. And like, one of the things that we're going to start for 2022 is to have like a training program oh. specifically for like young actors, mm-hmm. like in they're like teenage actors, like preparing them for either auditions or preparing them for young adult roles or, yeah. or, um, so that's something that like we find is lacking in the, mm-hmm. in the city. Like there's a lot of places you can take classes, but we really want to get into the like training yeah, and, and assisting with either college auditions, mm-hmm. show auditions. So uh, like it's, we're about to expand and kind of take on this new, this new venture or this That's- new, um, revenue stream like there's I mean there's a lot of classes and we don't want to like just discard that because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of classes but we want to train like we want to work on training people because you know either to retain them filter them into the industry into what Mm -hmm. we're doing here or prepare them to go to college all of us who you know work in this industry like if we're not acting we want we want to help other people Mm -hmm. like we want to be a part of a production we want to like this is what we do and we we know how to work all the edges of it. We've all learned a lot of skills in this time away. Like we've learned about digital things. We've learned about self-tapes. We, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. We've learned o- OBS, you know, like so many things that we didn't know we were going to learn. Mm-hmm. We d- did because we had to, to be able to survive. So there's nothing like being in a room and sharing that experience. Yeah. And being able to share resources and make it easier Mm -hmm. for them and all that kind of stuff. I think a lot of the times, like, um, whenever people think about theater and I think this probably contributes to why people don't think it's like a good career. Cause they only think of like one thing about theater and it's like Mm -hmm. becoming like this famous actor or whatever it is. It's like, Mm -hmm. I remember in high school, I went to an ITS conference here in Kansas city. Um, it was at, I don't know, one of the convention center. And I took a class on, cause I knew I wanted to go to college for communications. And so mm-hmm. I took a class on theater marketing and I was yeah. like, that's so cool. Cause that's like a totally different right. part of theater that right. you can be a part of. And like, right. that's like a whole industry within itself. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, sure. there's so much more than just, you know, just being on stage. There's producing, directing. Oh all my that gosh. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what, I mean, there's sales, there's yeah. directing, there's being a business manager. I mean, like any job that another business has, like it, it's, it's just the same. Yeah. You're just selling, you're selling art. Yeah. You're selling something that really has a high overhead cost and mm-hmm. then like a ticket price and then a concession price. I mean, like it's business and it's show business and it's yeah. crazy and it's fun, you know, like, and it's nuts, but, <laughs> um, they sing songs about it. So 
you know, I, I love it. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> talking to you, I was crazy. like, oh my God, I'm excited to go see a show now. Yeah, come see a show. We want to, we want everyone to come see our show. Yeah, I am going to. Well, check out blackboxkc.com. Yeah, Blackbox I was going to say, tell us where they, they can find you. Tell the people where they can find yeah. you. Yeah, um, Instagram is the blackboxkc. Everything is basically the blackboxkc. Um, Black Box West Bottoms, uh, you can, that comes up on Google, but blackboxkc.com. If you go to our calendar, um, especially on the, on a laptop or a computer, there's different icons. You can see what's going on. Um, uh, and then there's a booking form, which, which is like, if you're interested in anything or just even finding out more information about performing on the stage, just fill out the booking form. Um, and one of us will get back to you. And it just is a start of a conversation. It doesn't yeah. set anything in stone. It's just like, you want to find out more about, about what, what's happening and how you can be part of it, fill out the booking form. So yeah. I will make sure to have that all listed down below for them. Okay. Um, bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Now you can't tell me that that episode did not want to make you go see any of Heidi's shows, but also just all theater shows that are going on right now. Um, it is so cool to me that the black box, that eventually they were thinking about adding the outdoor space, but that COVID really propelled that and they learned how to steer. And it just goes to show nonprofits and small businesses are always putting in that work and they are always the first ones to try anything. And so it's so cool. And I was so happy to be able to talk to Heidi about her experience as you know, being in the theater industry and also writing her own shows, producing her own shows, acting and everything like that. So I hope that you guys enjoyed talking to her as much as I did. And I'm so excited to go see her show. So make sure you check out the description. If you live in the Kansas City area, I'm going to have the links to the black box, both their social media and their website so that you guys can go to a show and hopefully we can all go together and hang out in that cool ass outside theater area but also whenever it's safe enough to go back indoors be able to go inside and enjoy a show in there as well and like they said um like she said they have alcoholic beverages there too so even better um but make sure you guys follow the black box it'll be linked in the show notes make sure you follow me at loudmouth pod on instagram and on twitter it's loud at loudmouth underscore pod Give this show five stars. Leave me your reviews. Email me at loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com. And stay connected. Let's all be loudmouths together, baby. I love you guys. I hope you have a good rest of your week. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.